All right, welcome to another episode of Product Thinking. I am Kyle Evans. This week, we are talking about a book, Making Work Visible, Exposing Time Theft to Optimize Work and Flow. If you are like me, so much of the work you do and the work your team does is invisible to most outside observers. You may understand what you're working on, and your team likely understands it as well. But as soon as you move outside of that inner circle, the work becomes opaque. Move further away, it becomes a black box that outsiders peer into but can't discern what is happening. That is often the source of immense conflict and consternation. For product managers, work can pile up faster and faster. We can become the bottleneck since we have difficulty saying no for ourselves and want to take on tasks that enable our team to do more. For product teams, we often have the visible work of new features to create or bugs to fix, but those are often small parts of much more work that is difficult to quantify or track. All the small requests that come from other teams, from product managers, from engineering managers, from other departments, they get added to the mental queue without being added to the visible queue. And all of these things, they end up taking time. For stakeholders who want to know when features will be done, or bugs will be fixed, or items will be delivered. The full context is so often missing. While it may seem like there's only one or two features on the list, or one or two bugs, that rarely takes into account the full list with all the requests and the context switching and the meetings and everything else that's happening. This is the world that we find ourselves in. I know it's the world that I find myself in. A world where time thieves are rampant and often hidden. A world where we all have too much to do, too many things to do at once, too many conflicting priorities, too many dependencies. If you find yourself dealing with the same issues that I just described, and I believe that you probably do if you're listening to this, then this month's book is probably a good one for you. Again, it is called Making Work Visible, Exposing Time Theft to Optimize Work and Flow by Dominica de Grandis, and it explores the problems of invisible work. As you may be able to tell from the book title and the cover, which you can see on the newsletter, which you can find at productthinking.cc, this book is about making work visible through the use of Kanban principles. Now, many of you have used Kanban in the past or may use it now. I've used it extensively in my work in various teams, along uh, with Scrum, Scrumbon, and a few other lean approaches to working and to product development. And while I thought that I was fairly well-versed in Kanban, uh, I found a number of ideas coming to mind as I read through this book, Making Work Visible. It addressed issues I've had in the past, issues that I'm facing right now in this very moment, and probably others that I will face and see in the future. So I was pleasantly surprised overall. Making work visible is a relatively short read, but with plenty of good takeaways for work and projects. So let's dive in a little bit more to some key takeaways. Uh, So I put three here in this podcast and in the newsletter, and I will run through each of them. Obviously, there's a lot more that you can probably take away from this book, and I would encourage you 
to go out and uh, get it, read through it, and check it out for yourself. But here are a couple key takeaways that I got from it. First off, make work visible. That probably goes almost without saying, but we're going to say it anyway, uh, from the title of the book, actually make the work visible. The author is a proponent for Kanban, which is a lean work methodology that helps visualize work. Most of us are probably familiar with Kanban boards, uh, things like to do, doing, done, or some variation on that. These are often at the heart of Kanban. They make the work visible. Everyone can see what work is on the board and where it is. If it's in the to-do column, if it's in the doing column, if it's in the done column. There's a lot of different flavors of this. We see this idea with products like Trello, with products like Jira, with many other types of products. You can simply have a board uh, with sticky notes on it and columns where you can move those sticky notes to. The idea is simple in theory, but often harder in reality. As I described before, how much of our work is often left off our boards For those of us who work in JIRA, for example, how often do small things get left out? How often do our product teams work on something only to go back and add it to the board or to JIRA after it's all done just to reflect the work? Uh, This isn't about collecting story points, as too often happens, or making the reports correct, which may or may not be helpful, but about showing the work, making it easy to see what is happening for everyone involved. If you're the lead engineer, you obviously know what you're working on, but no one else does. You can mention it to everyone, but if it's not visible, if it's not easy to see, then it's so easy to lose amid all the other work that everyone is doing. And that is why the book drives this point home about making work visible. It is one of the most important things we can do for ourselves and our teams. And I realize that there are many ways I can make work more visible as well as I was going through this book. As part of my own work, I've started to create Kanban boards for my own deliverables outside of the engineering team so that I can give transparency into what I'm doing, what I'm working on, and where it is. I've also created several personal project boards in Trello, uh, which, as I mentioned before, is a great uh, Kanban tool to track home and other projects. I've had these kicking around in various forms, but realized that the best way would be to create a Kanban board uh, rather than my lists so that I can can more easily manage them. For our product teams, I've also been working on ways to make our work more visible with better swim lanes, as DeGrandis discusses in the book, uh, with specific swim lanes on our Kanban boards for specific areas of work. We're better able to visualize the work we're focused on and track it apart from other pieces of work. That was an insight from the book and something directly applicable to what I'm working on and what I'm thinking about. By making work more visible and more easily visualized, we can start to track it and better understand it. And I thought that was a great key takeaway from this book, obviously making it more visible. Uh, Second thing, make time thieves more visible. In a similar vein, making work visible suggest that we also make the time thieves visible. The book calls out five specific time thieves. Uh, Too much work in progress is the first one. Uh, Unknown dependencies is the second. Unplanned work is the third. Conflicting priorities 
is the fourth, and neglected work or zombie work is the fifth. First off, I feel very seen with these different time thieves. Hopefully I'm not the only one. But in order to neutralize them, we have to make them visible, just like the work that we were discussing previously. We have to be able to see how these time thieves are impacting our work. Uh, these time thieves can creep into our teams and our work at any time. Uh, just this past week, we were dealing with a myriad of issues with cross-team dependencies that brought our team to a halt, which left me figuring out how to make those dependencies more visible for us and for the other teams, and eventually eliminate them. But if we can make them more visible for now, that would be a huge win. As product people, we also deal frequently with conflicting priorities. The book suggests a number a number of prioritization methods. Uh, I didn't care for any of the methods listed in the book, especially the scaled agile stuff. But fortunately for you, dear listener, I've written and talked about prioritization previously in a post called Strategic Prioritization, which, of course, I link in the newsletter. So you can check out that post from about two years ago, which I think is uh, very, very pertinent still to how we should think about prioritization, both strategically and tactically, and has a number of prioritization frameworks in it. So definitely check that one out. Very, very good still with a number of ways to think about prioritization. Uh, the book suggests work in progress as the ringleader of all the other thieves as well, that most of our troubles stem from having too much work in progress at any given time, which leads us to the final takeaway, which was limit work in progress or WIP. One of the main purposes of Kanban is to limit work in progress. And the book emphasizes this repeatedly. Most Kanban tools allow us to set limits on work in progress. Only a certain number of stories or tasks or issues at one time. Even if we can't do it in the tool, though, we can adopt rules that limit how much work in progress we have. So you know, we can say we, we can only have three items that are in our in-progress column at any given time. So that means that we can't have 10 or 11 or 12 or however many things in progress. We're limiting that to three just so that we don't have our attention diverted across a whole bunch of different things. That is one of the powerful things about Kanban is limiting the work in progress. The point of limiting our work in progress is to allow us to focus on the most important items, prioritize, see them through to completion, which is focus, and allow slack in the system which is all about speed. So we can actually get work done. If we focus on maxing out capacity by putting too much work in progress, then we lose our prioritization, we lose our focus, and we lose our speed. We introduce context switching, and we remove any slack in the system. If everybody's maxed out, then there's no slack in the system. And the author discusses the problem with removing slack in the system and the idea of queuing theory, which I, I absolutely love. I find this a fascinating discussion. We won't go into it too much here, but as capacity becomes more and more occupied, and it goes from 80% to 90% full, and 90% to 95%, our wait times begin to increase exponentially. Slack in our systems, whether on our product teams, 
or in the DMV line or waiting to get on the freeway, any place where we have a system, where we have queues or lines, when we have Slack, when we have a little bit of bandwidth, it allows us to move things much, much more quickly. We take that away and things eventually grind to a halt. So some fascinating stuff and some fascinating things to think about. When we limit the work that we have in progress, when we limit the amount of context switching, when we allow ourselves to have slack in the system so that we can pick up things as they come up, but we can also ensure that we're not maxed out, that we can keep our speed and our throughput going, uh, then we can end up working much faster than if we were at 100% capacity or 95% capacity. So those were my key takeaways. First off, make work visible. Second, make the time thieves visible. And finally, limit the work in progress. Uh, Making Work Visible uh, by Dominica de Grandis also explores a number of other topics, which I obviously didn't get a chance to dive into in this book review. But if any of these ideas did whet your appetite, I suggest you definitely grab a copy. It's a, like I said, it's a short read. It will likely spark a number of ideas on how you can improve your own flow and make your work more visible. And like I said, I was pleasantly surprised by this read. It came at a pretty opportune time as well. Many of the topics the author discussed are very pertinent to what I'm working on and applicable to work both in the virtual office and at home. So those home projects and other things. I'm a fan of Kanban and have switched between it and Scrum several times on various teams professionally. Frankly, most teams I know use a form of Kanban, whether or whether or not they want to call it Scrum. So being familiar with Kanban and the principles is good for everyone. And making work more visible is one of the most important things we all can do. So there you have it. The book review for this this month, Making Work Visible. You can find all the links in the show notes and check that out. Of course, you can find the newsletter at productthinking.cc where you can subscribe for all of the updates each week, uh, the free version or the paid version. And of course, follow us wherever you get your podcasts uh, to make sure you get uh, all of the updates as they come out. And you can follow us on social media, on Twitter, at Product Thinking, just one T in the middle on Twitter for that. And follow me at Kyle Larry Evans. And as always, keep questioning those assumptions. See you next time.